to the IoT podcast show. I'm your host, Tom White. Today, I am joined by Orvind Birkenes. Uh, Orvind is the CEO of Airthings, a revolutionary IoT manufacturer creating world-class radon detection systems and indoor air quality monitors using the most accurate sensors possible on the market, something very close to our hearts and spoken about a lot in the world today. Welcome to the IoT podcast show, Irvind. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you, Tom. It's great uh, to be here. Excellent. Uh, Irvind, could you explain a little bit more about yourself and what got you into the wonderful world of IoT? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a long history. I mean, I, I, I came from the semiconductor uh, business uh, and they were making wireless devices that connects everything from from, from TVs and phones to, to gar- garage door openers and, and water meters and electricity meters to, to the cloud. So, so that's kind of my background. And, and in 2015, I get to know this company, AirThings, and, and, um, and, um, which had very unique technology. And then we decided to make this an IoT company, which has been a, a great ride since 2015. Okay, so you so you've been with the company coming up to six years now, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's um, it's something that's spoken about a lot, I believe, um, air quality, uh, pollution, and something that's come to the forefront, certainly here in the UK. In fact, last year we it was reported in London for the first time, I believe, ever that a, a young teenage boy um, actually lost his life, and it was triggered through the intense smog that he had from walking uh, uh, backwards and forwards to school for, for a number of years, right? And um, and I think, if anything, this is at the forefront of people's mind that this is a really important subject. And is that what attracted you to, to joining AirThings? Uh, one of the reasons, perhaps? Yeah, so so when I, I decided to join this, this was more the people that were already there, the founders, there were particle physicists that, uh, that worked at CERN, uh, um, like in, outside Geneva. Yes. and and, and, and they, they found a new technology to actually um, measure alpha particles from, from radon, so to detect radon gas. And, and radon gas is maybe the worst pollutant and, and that, that, uh, that many people have at their homes, and it's the leading cause of lung cancer for, for those that don't smoke. So, so there's like thousands and thousands of people that die every year in Europe, and more than 20,000 in, in US every year because of this. So, so that, when I understood this, this core sensor technology that these people had created, I saw, wow, this, there, there's an opportunity here and, and really to, 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 to inform more people about uh, the, the, the danger of, of air and, 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 and what they can do to, to improve their, their air quality. Yeah, it's interesting you should say CERN actually, because um, as part of my university uh, degree, I did a computer for real-time systems course. Uh, the placement year uh, was actually at CERN. So a okay, number, of, number of interns came out to CERN. Yeah. Uh, it, it, fantastic for some of the work that they, they've done in the past and Absolutely. people have gone on, gone on to do amazing things. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, a, a lot of people are aware about air pollution, you know, outside in, in cities, as, as I mentioned at the start, and it's something that's at the forefront of people's mind. Uh, but we rarely hear about indoor air quality, or not as much, certainly. I mean, why should people care so much about this? Yes, so the thing is when people, like you say, people hear about air quality, think about, yes, like 
London or, or Beijing in, in a cold winter a day when, when it's smog outside. But, but the thing is that 90% of our time we spend indoors. And there's been so much research uh, on this now. There's, there's a very good group, for instance, at, at Harvard as well, and, and EPA in the US, they, they say now, in average, the, the indoor air is, is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. The problem indoors is that there's a lot of, like you have all the paint, you have the, the, the carpets, you have all the interiors of the building, you have uh, radon gas seeping in buildings and, and getting to, to high levels. There's particles, um, there's high CO2 levels, and, and there's high um, risk of spreading of viruses and bacteria. It's much higher risk indoor than outdoor. And the reason is buildings are not ventilated in the right way, and, and, and it's not done in, in a good way. Um, and and it's, it's remarkable to see how, um, how these buildings that we are all in every day and spend 90% of our time, they're not very smart. And that's what we at AirThings is really focusing on, to empower people and buildings and, and the planet to breathe better and, and really focusing on having really easy to use and understandable sensor technology to, to monitor air and also come with the right insights so you can take the right actions to, to improve the air. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. And I think people sometimes overlook that, don't they? Um, I've, I've heard a phrase in the past to say that your your carpet and your floor is 10 times yes. dirtier than, than the street outside, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But, but you would never really think about that. No. You'd think that the street was, was, was a lot uh, dirtier. So, so it's, such a, it's such an interesting concept. I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, I love IoT and I'm so passionate about the industry because it plays such a massive role in ensuring healthy and safe environments. Um, for those that are listening at the moment, can you explain the role that IoT plays in air quality solutions a little bit more, and especially how this might help us coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, so so, <clears throat> so, so when we want to empower the, the, the world, the, the businesses, the offices, people to, to, to be better, I mean, what it means is that we are visualizing there around you. We visualize and you can see it kind of what, what contaminants, what am I actually, what's the ingredient of, of the air I breathe? You eat maybe one uh, or two pounds uh, of, of food per day while you, you breathe uh, 30 pounds of air every day. Um, people count their steps, people look at ingredients of what they eat more and more. And more and more people get aware that the importance of, of the air you breathe. And when we spend 90% of our time indoors and the air is it's much worse there than outdoor, it, it's very important for us. And that's kind of our purpose here, to visualize that, to show people what air are you breathing and what can you do about it to, to, to make it better. And, and, and very many times it's very easy to, to do that. So, so what we do is to provide sensors that are all battery operated or wireless, they connect to the cloud. They're, they're, they're nice to, to, to nice looking sensors that you can easily mount on, on the ceiling or on the walls. Um, and, and they're all connected uh, to the cloud where we do cloud analytics and we provide you with a very nice user experience. Like if you were to go into a commercial building and look at the data that's maybe already there from, from the building management system that's maybe installed by 
one of the big uh, companies like Siemens or ABB or something, nobody understands that data if you're not like really educated into that space. We bring kind of an experience dashboards and apps on the phones that everybody understands. It's very easy to understand kind of when, when you use AirTeam solutions. And we have these sensors and, and, and these dashboards and apps and technology for commercial buildings and also for, for people's homes. To protect your family, to make sure your kids and, and your family are breathing healthy air. And we are in schools and in, in office buildings uh, all around the world. That's fantastic. And, and in terms of the sensors and the connectivity between this, now, you know, I spend a lot of time in this industry, so I, could, I can probably guess the variety that you're using. But could you talk a little bit more about the specific technology within these sensors? Yes. So we have everything from a sensor where you can easily connect just with Bluetooth to your phone. So you have the sensor maybe uh, at your living room and you just open your phone. The phone will download data from the instrument over Bluetooth, connects it to, to our cloud where we do the analytics and we bring it back to your phone so you get kind of a good understanding of, of the air in, in your living room. So that's the, the, the simplest approach. And then we have also now products with, with Wi-Fi. So let's say you have in, in your living room, the, the products will always uh, monitor the air and bring that data to the cloud and you always have live data wherever you are on, on, on your phone or on, on a dashboard. And for commercial buildings, it's, it's very different because in a commercial building, you typically don't want to connect to Wi-Fi networks because of security reasons. The, the, the internet security guys would not like to put a lot of IoT devices typically on local networks. So there we have cellular networks. So the sensor connects to a hub with a very long range uh, communication, uh, which is based in Europe on 868 megahertz. So it's, it, it, penetrates walls and, 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 and floors in a very good way, very like LoRa, more or less. It's just a proprietary yeah. version of LoRa. And then um, you bring that to the hub, and the hub is the only product that, that requires power consumption. All the others are battery operated. And the hub has, has a connection to the cloud via uh, the cellular network. With, NBRT, CAT M1, or, or, or 4G uh, networks. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the right way to do it from a tech perspective. Certainly cellular within a commercial context. Uh, yes. Wi-Fi. So you're totally independent of any local networks. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, and, and, and this is something that we're very much involved with, with IoT security and principles of IoT security. And there's, there's a... There's a, there's a basis here about how you connect and, 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 and what that looks like. And in fact, yeah. what we've seen through the pandemic is the need for, you know, ad adaptive Wi-Fi solutions in the home. Wi-Fi 6 coming out. We had CARES links on the show uh, a few months ago uh, talking about the origins of Wi-Fi. And, 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 you know, the amount of um, um, gadgets in people's homes is going up because people have spent so much time yes. at home it's widely spoken about at the moment. The silicon companies are finding it uh, a challenge to get these get these out there, right? Um, is that affecting the IoT market as such, or even do you see that yourself in getting hold of some of this hardware to, to utilize with your customers? I mean, it's certainly now a, a very hot semiconductor market, and and uh, um, we um, it, it's struggling to get enough components. We, we saw this coming a long time ago and we planned well and maybe we put in the right inventories. 
But you certainly see that things change and suddenly they like you're expecting to get some components and it's pushed out and it, it's a bit of a crazy market uh, right now. So it sometimes will end up buying kind of more expensive components from some brokers and all that just to secure production. So for us, the most important part is to like make sure production is running and, and we have enough volumes. And, and then uh, this, this, uh, this bump in the semiconductor market will, will go away. It's because uh, everybody starts to order more when this happens and everybody books more and more. And then uh, after a few quarters, that's going to go down a bit and suddenly people have more than enough semiconductors. So, so I think this is a passing kind of trend over a few quarters, but certainly a bit of a challenge for many companies right now. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's always, um peaks and troughs, right? It's never at a level playing field. It's either too much or, or too little. Um, going back to the IoT sensors within buildings, aside of air quality, could you talk a little bit more about what else you can monitor uh, with the air via the sensors? I'd be interested to know the, the full gamut yep. of information. Yes. So we, we, we monitor kind of all the, the air pollutants, all the key air pollutants in the air. The, the, the interesting thing, when I sit in, in a meeting room and you have one of our sensors, we can, with, with analyzing that air uh, over time in our cloud, we can see how many people are in the room. We can see the air exchange rates. So let's say the air exchange rate is low compared to the number of people in the room, which we can monitor with, with our sensors. You will see that uh, the air that that you breathe out is air that I breathe in. So we mix the air much more uh, in, in that sense, which is certainly um, not good for transmission of, of viruses and bacteria. So that's that's one uh, example of, of what we, we can measure. Another thing is that we, we did an acquisition of a company called Airtight last year, where we also monitored the differential pressure between outdoors and indoors. And this is very, very interesting. So. In buildings today, there is no real control of the pressure difference between indoor and outdoor. And when there is a pressure difference between indoor and outdoor, it creates draft. There's draft through windows, doors, walls. Throughout the construction of a building, there's draft. So um, in, in new buildings, when they install it, typically somebody comes in with very kind of old, maybe with the even matchsticks checking, or does the air go in and out, and they do some adjustments, and they leave it and, and, and go, and now the building is ready to, to run. And nobody kind of really cares about the pressure after, after the initial running on the building. Well, the pressure depends heavily on external factors like weather, temperature, wind, um, and then, of course, things change in the building. And there's a stack effect uh, with, with higher buildings. So what we do is to monitor now also the differential pressure between indoor and outdoor very, very accurately with sensors in the building. No, we don't need so many. Typically, maybe five to ten sensors in, 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 in a yeah, ten-story building. And we take it to the cloud. We do some analytics on it. And we control the exhaust fan on the building. It's very interesting in buildings today, the exhaust fans are typically not controlled at all. It's just like a slave of, of, of the, in, the, the intake of the air. So when we control that in real time, we can balance so the indoor pressure and outdoor pressure is the same. And with that, there's no draft. 
So like even in a big shopping center, usually when you go in, there's like these wind tunnels and craziness. You don't, you can turn them all off. There's no movement of air between indoor to outdoor. So that's one uh, thing that, that um, we are now installing into to, to many, many buildings. Uh, very interesting technology. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, how, how does that actually happen then? So the sensors would obviously understand the information um, and, and, and tell you if there will be a draft based upon um, you know the fruit the throughput from the outside compared to the pressures inside and outside. Yeah, so it actually measured the, the 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 differential pressure. There's like a membrane sensor that that detects. Uh, so there's a tiny little hole through the the wall that that actually where you where you bring in the air and measure the differential pressure. And that information we send uh, via cellular network directly to the cloud. Uh, where we have these algorithms that they can send back to the building and you control the exhaust fans of, of, of wow. And then that makes a physical change to the yes. actual building to shut to the, the, to the pressure inside yeah. the building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. And, 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 and for those that probably aren't aware of the benefits of that, what is the ideal benefit of having that? Yes. So when you do that and you stop this leakage through the buildings, uh, we automatically save a lot of energy consumption. So, so what we see in, in average, we save maybe 15 to 20 percent uh, of your of your total energy consumption in the building just by installing this this system. And if you look at on the world scale, 40 percent of the world's energy goes through buildings. A lot of that energy just leaks out because of these systems are based on very old technology it's it's not very smart and 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 that's where we see there's a huge opportunity to to to, to save uh, enormous amount of, of energy as wastes yeah well yeah i mean it's staggering isn't it if you say around 20 percent, i mean you've really talking to shopping centers you know uh I'm yes. doing, I, instantly i think of the dubai mall right which is one of the largest yes. in the world uh saving 20 percent of that is is colossal isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. So, uh, so that's an important part of what we do. So it's air quality and energy uh, waste. We, we, we want to improve both. Yeah. Both are important for, for all of us. Yeah. And that's, and that's honestly, that's fantastic. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why I was excited to get you on the show, because uh, people may not necessarily know that and the real benefit. Um, and that's such an exciting thing of IoT, because... You know, I, I came from a, a fairly media-centric background, so I used to do a lot of work with operators, uh, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but at the end of the day, it's just TV, right? It's just films. Yeah. Uh, but when you're doing things uh, like this, that's a significant, fundamental, useful impact on the world, and, and something really to be proud of, right? Because it's making a difference, isn't it? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oyvind, on that note, what trends are you seeing at the moment in indoor air quality and the sensor tech market? Is there a difference between consumers and businesses? And um, what is your view on that? Yeah, and, uh, there is uh, certainly that. Also, this pandemic has, has made people more aware of, of air quality, that the air quality is, is actually uh, important. And it was also interesting when the pandemic started, when when Everybody, but you were seeing the news that oh, there's so clean air outside and everything uh, looks so nice. There's less factories running and 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 airplanes and cars, so so everything is is, is nice. While we saw in our cloud that 
people had never had as bad air quality because they were all working from home, homeschooling, dogs and cats, everything were crammed in, in their apartment or the house. And, and we never seen as bad air quality uh, in people's homes. So um, we see certainly a trend that people get more and more aware of this. We see also a trend that, that uh, when people want to go back to their office, they want to make sure that, that air is, is good, that the ventilation is actually working. There is a lot of focus, especially in the US, about the ventilation rates. You need to improve ventilation rates and also get fresh air from outdoor, not just recycle the air. So this is um, a big trend that we're seeing and, and people are getting more and more aware and, and we are going to be the leader in this space and, 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 and drive this moving forward. That, that's kind of over, over goal. Yeah, it's amazing. And in terms, so just so that I'm aware and, and that people listening are aware, so, so AirThings is the understanding of the air quality and, yeah. and um, but 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 not necessarily the treatment of, of the air to, to change it, is that right? So it's more about understanding what needs to be done? Yeah, so we kind of visualize the air kind of around you. We tell you what's, what are you breathing now. We provide you with ingredients of, of what you breathe. Uh, and with that analytics, we also tell you what can you do about it. So for example, in so simple example, in, we rolled out in a lot of schools in Netherlands. They, they wanted to make sure that air quality is good for the students. Air quality is important, yes, because if air quality is bad, you sit many students in a classroom. The students get drowsy, tired, they cannot, the academic performance goes down. That's, research shows that very clearly. Same like when you're sitting in a meeting room and everybody are tired and, and because the air is, is, is stale, it's a big, big effect of your cognitive performance. Mm. Certainly you want students to, to, to not be drowsy and tired and, and have, have poor cognitive performance. The other thing is, of course, now with COVID that the, the, the risk of transmission of viruses also in, increases a lot when the air exchange is slow and, and there's many people in a, in a classroom. So we provide a new feature in our sensor so that the teacher will get a visual indication if the air quality is poor and they can air out the room, maybe they can open windows, maybe they can take the class outside or, or do things like that, simple um, effects. And we tell them what, 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 what they can do. If it's high radon level, you need to do something else than if, if it's high CO2 levels, for example. So that insight we, we provide. And many times you can solve it quite easily, like opening a window, have fewer people in the room, or maybe you need to contact a professional to, to do adjustments. So both for homes and, and, and public buildings and commercial buildings, this is, this is what we do. And in commercial buildings, we also can control the HVAC to be more effective, but, but, but overall it's about monitoring, giving the insights and, and giving insights that people understand and also can act on them themselves. You've given me the perfect argument to, to all of my colleagues when I open windows and they tell me it's cold. I can now tell them yes. uh, you, you would improve your performance due to the fresh air quality. Absolutely. <laughs> but it reminds me, you know, of the um, casinos in Las Vegas, right? So they pump fresh oxygen yeah. around the table 
um, yes. in order to keep people more active and, and spending more money and, and so on and so forth, right? So yeah, I know. yeah it's very clear to say. Um, it's interesting you to say that about the Netherlands. So we had Hans Nickel on, head of IoT at Signify, and talking about UVC uh, lighting and how that can... Um, you know, get rid of pollutants and what have you within the air and, and how they're installing in commercial buildings, um, yep. you know, a solution to actually funnel the air through so that, you know, yep. you don't have this, uh, you don't have this um, ability to pump fresh air in that you can, uh, you can clean the air, right? So, um, yeah, that's very, it's very nice. So that helps in certain, you, you can, you can use the, that technology to, to remove particles in the air and yeah. you can remove chemicals in there and VOCs, but, but you cannot add CO2, for example. To yeah. get CO2 levels down, you need fresh air, mm. and that's that's the key. So it's all about understanding what the, the problem is. Mm. Yeah, that's... And sometimes you need to add humidity, like here in, in, in at least when it's cold winters uh, in UK or in the Nordics, it's typically it's very dry air inside, which, which has uh, certainly some bad side effects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it, I mean, it's it's fantastic, isn't it? And I think very poignant right now over the last sort of 18 months to two years with everything that's been going on. Um, and, and no no doubt, you know, there's, a, there's such a big call for this. Um, in, in terms of innovation, so I'm keen to know where we're going with this all events. You know, IoT yes. is constantly innovating, you know, on, virtually on a daily, weekly basis. Someone is doing something different. Um, and, t and putting a new spin on things. What does the future look like for air things? And also when we talk about air quality driven by sensor-based technology? So, so um, for us, bringing the data with IoT technology to the cloud uh, brings endless opportunities. And, and we see one thing we, we, we just released um, a few months ago was a mold risk indicator. So we analyze the air and can provide you what's the risk of you actually building up mold in, into this room. And we've seen a tremendous uptake in, in, in UK for this because many places in UK, in basements, and, and many, you, you have a lot of humidity and there's, there's, there's high risk of, of uh, growing, growing mold. So we see opportunities that were existing kind of sensor technology. We can bring new use cases because we bring the data to the cloud, we analyze it over time. And, and bring that type of insight to our customers. So, so, so we, we see that we have like only scratched the surface now as we mount these this sensors in people's homes and, and in classrooms and, and, and commercial buildings, we see that there's problems everywhere. And, and many times it's easy to solve it. So it's, it's a really kind of a, uh, I think this is going to go like uh, ambiguous. It's going to be sensors everywhere at some point, and you don't really notice it, but it makes your life easier, like have more healthy and and, and more energy um, efficient. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I think um, yeah, it's interesting to say that, but also somewhat embarrassing that the UK is the biggest. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, purchaser of mold detection systems in their houses. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. I've recently buying a, a property, and uh, it's funny that you should see a lot of these garden basements. They have damp problems, right? And it's uh, yes. you know, it, it really says something about how we built houses a couple of hundred years ago. Um, yeah, and, and then you could like even uh, you can do it yourself and install a fan, and there's like simple things mm -hmm. you can do to actually 
approve this law. Yeah, and, and just just on that note, so can people buy this uh, directly from the website? Is it is it B two B B two B C? How how is the setup? What, what, how does that look? Yes, so so we uh, we have solutions for for in the consumer segments uh, and in in uh, for commercial buildings and public buildings. So for consumers and and you can go to airthings.com, you can buy it there. You can also buy it on, on, on in retailers and, and Amazon and, and other partners. But uh, airthings.com, you have all the information. You can get all the products uh, shipped directly. Uh, also for uh, for uh, in the B2B space, um, for commercial buildings, public buildings, you get all the information you need from, from airthings.com, from LinkedIn and Facebook uh, as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Oivin, thank, thank you so much for coming on to the IoT podcast show. Honestly, it's been really fascinating and, and great to hear some of the, the things that you're doing at Airthings. Um, it, it, it's, it's truly uh, something special. You just mentioned it there about obviously finding out more information to go to airthings.com. Where else can our listeners find you? I assume you're on social media as well, perhaps? Yes, social media. You'll find us uh, uh, on, on, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can see uh, videos from us there. Uh, it's, uh, um, just check us up, airthings or airthings.com and you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get uh, a lot of interesting information. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thanks a lot, Tom. Really great to be here.